and welcome to another Beautifully Broken podcast. My name is Lori, and I'm here with my mom, Sharon. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Yes. Doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you all know we co-wrote this book, Surviving Widowhood, together. Yes, we did. <laughs> I feel like I have to reintroduce ourselves because we've <laughs> taken such a break. This spring's been quite busy, though. It has been busy, but it's been good. Finally, we're getting spring in the desert. Yeah, I'm loving it. I was, um, yeah, today is beautiful, but I feel like we went from winter to summer. (laughs) (laughs) I was at my daughter's tennis match. Right. The one week I was freezing so much that somebody gave me a blanket, and the next week we were, it was blazing hot. So, which is an umbrella to protect us from the sun. Yeah, it's. Arizona is usually gradual, a little bit more gradual. I mean, I feel like back Actually, in the, right now, I think it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's going to get warm this afternoon, but the mornings are lovely. You can have the door open, and yeah, and I don't know. I feel like we, we're always talking about weather, and I feel like part <laughs> of that is because of my dad. Oh yes, because we. I grew up in Ohio, uh-huh. and you guys are like Kansas Midwesterners, right. kind of. Mm-hmm. And the weather was always unpredictable. Right. People in Arizona are probably, why do they talk about weather all the time? <laughs> because weather was important to him and therefore it important was. to me. And, and he always would to want to watch the evening news so he could get the weather. I yes. mean, honestly, it was well, ever changing. I remember when cable came out and they had the weather channel mm-hmm. and then the weather channel was on. Yeah. Forever. We just watch the weather, which, which is funny because then you move to Arizona and you're like, what's the weather? I, so I was always into weather and Greg looked at me. He's like, why do you look at the weather? You know, it's going to be sunny and hot. Yeah. I'm like, I don't oh, know. It's, I grew up. To look at the weather to tell me it's going to be sunny and hot. Anyways. Yeah. I like, know. <laughs> and I grew up with the tornado weather and... Yes, and we lived in Ohio, where it was the snowstorms, the blizzards, and you know we had tornadoes there, and we did have. Yeah, Mm -hmm. now we Mm -hmm. live in Arizona, where there's no weather. Well, we get monsoons. I mean, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit of monsoonies. So, anyways, (laughs) now we're going to move on past the weather. We'll try not to mention it again, but. It is gorgeous in Arizona. Give us when we do, right? So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, hard to believe we are on number 35. Mm-hmm. You only have five more little devotionals to get right. through, and we will have done our whole entire book, which yeah. is crazy. And some people have asked me recently, like, do you have an audio book? And I'm like, well, kind of. <laughs> we kind of have well, an audio book if you go to might our, be nice without us chit chatting. Chit chatting. Well, chit chatting is know, the best part of I it. I know it's fun. It is. So today I'm going to talk to you about faith, which is interesting, and I'm just going to give this little like teaser because I really do feel like the Lord is leading us to write another book, a companion mm-hmm. book to this book. Um, called Thriving Widowhood, and I know that word is like thriving. How can you be thriving widowhood? Um, I don't know yet. (laughs) I feel like God's going to provide, though. Mm -hmm. And in certain ways, I think we can thrive through widowhood. Um, Mm -hmm. But then the tagline is recapturing your joy, Mm -hmm. which I think is so important important. to Mm -hmm. us widows Mm -hmm. because we've been through so much grief 
you know, and we're speaking to you as I'm seven years out, you're three years out. Three. We'll be four in August. Four in August, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're not saying we have this, you know, in the bag or anything, right. but we do have some years of experience Absolutely. behind us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like the whole reason we are writing these books is to testify to God's goodness. Amen. And He's he been has so been so good. good. And there are areas, mm-hmm. you know, when we look at our widowhood journey that we can now say, yeah, we are thriving. Mm-hmm. We are doing right. so much better. So much better. Mm-hmm. There is purpose. There is a plan. Mm-hmm. God's not finished with us yet. So anyways, as I'm studying for this next book on uh, recapturing your joy. What I have found, and I haven't worked all through it, but I'm I am going to give this little nugget: is that you can't have joy without faith. Mm-hmm. That faith and joy mm-hmm. are interlinked. Yes. You can have happiness. Mm-hmm. You can have happiness, but happiness is so That's circumstantial. So- Momentary, I think. The the thing mm-hmm. about joy, and I don't want to give too much away, but I am going to say this because it's so good. Joy and sorrow can coincide yes, together. Can. Yeah. Happiness and sorrow cannot. Mm-hmm. So joy is like something so deep and marvelous. And I think it's something that we all crave. And, and um the fact that you can have a joyful spirit and still allow that sorrow um, to have some space because I think we'll always grieve Mm -hmm. for the loss. And and it's nice. It's somehow it's comforting me to know that I can have joy and purpose and uh, plans for a future Mm -hmm. and allow that grief to share space with it. Mm -hmm. And um, right. And I think when we first get into grief, the grief is more on top. Mm. The joy is there because, as you say, it's faith, mm-hmm. our faith in the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And as we are grieving those first months and maybe a couple of years that are hard, and maybe that grief is on more on top, more on the surface, but underneath, you know, there is a peace and a strength that he does give us to just put that one foot forward. Hmm. And um, But recapturing that joy, I think, is just, again, leaning into Jesus during those hard first months, first years uh, that we walk through this grief and adjusting. Yeah. It's going to be there, and it's... And it's okay, because God gave us a heart that does grieve. He mm-hmm. grieved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we need to grieve. And and yet, underlying, there is, there is a joy that maybe at first we see it as a little piece to get us through, mm. one step at a time. When I want to shout out all the single mamas listening, and mm. they're just superheroes like amen they are it is so hard to single parent it is so hard to single parent Mm -hmm. and um you know i feel like i have experience i had one in each category i had one that was in college just Mm -hmm. had graduated high school i had one in high school i had one in middle school and i had one in elementary school Mm -hmm. um 
so I had kind of, I didn't have the young kids. The My kids were, my youngest was five when Greg was mm-hmm. diagnosed. And so she did live through the journey of caregiving, you know, because he went down pretty fast. But when he passed, she was in elementary school. She was nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have the super young kids, which is a whole nother, you know, mm-hmm. level in and of itself. Right. Um but you are not only just grieving your own loss, you are grieving their loss. Right. Right. And looking at them and and um you know it you have to have enough faith mm-hmm. for sure. Right. For sometimes not only just you but for them too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. reliance and trust on the Lord to say, okay, God is gonna get me through this. Right. And we are tested through this battle of of widowhood where we want to give up the faith sometimes, but mm. God has this awesome book in the Bible in Hebrews. And um, in Hebrews 13, 7, it says, Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, considering the results of their conduct, imitate their faith. Mm. And it's such a great reminder that mm-hmm. sometimes when we feel like we're lacking the faith, we need to look at others who have faith and imitate them, it says, mm-hmm. which sometimes we don't even know we're so lost mm-hmm. in grief and where we're going. Like, how do I get this faith? Well, I think we all know somebody who we admire that has amazing faith mm-hmm. and I love that the Bible says you don't have to make it up, imitate it. Mm-hmm. Pastor Ed Young, who I love, has a great saying. He says, you got eyes, plagiarize. <laughs> <laughs> and I mm-hmm. think that that's true. Yeah. What is it about that person's faith that you admire, that you could that's take right. on into your own self? Mm-hmm. So um, often when we experience hard things in life, well-meaning people will say something like, Hey, just keep the faith. <laughs> and this platitude that they give us is always said to be an encouragement. However, it's a lot harder to keep the faith when, like in my um, personal life, I had faith that God was going to do a different thing, that God was going to heal my husband. Um, but he decided to do something else. So mm-hmm. when people say this, hey, just keep the faith, it's like, you know, you have no idea. I had faith, mm-hmm. but maybe your husband died suddenly, mm-hmm. unexpectedly. I think that there is a level of, you know, hey, just keep the faith. Well, it, it's so hard because mm-hmm. everything that I had faith in it was devastated. So I can't tell you how many times that I prayed that God would heal my husband. And I still believe that if it had been God's plan, that he would have definitely healed Greg. Um, but that was not the plan, and it wasn't for lack of faith. I mean, we had people all over the, literally all over the world praying for Greg. And on this side of death, it's sometimes hard to know and to keep the faith. And a lot of times we're looking for answers, and we have to accept we just may never understand God's plan. Right. We don't know. And that's where faith comes in. 
Hebrews is an awesome book in the Bible that describes what faith looks like. And in chapter 11, the author offers a list of great people of faith from the Old Testament. And I would encourage you, go and read chapter 11 of Hebrews, because you're going to find characters that you recognize, you've heard their stories, and... um you know, they're from the Old Testament, but when you really look closer at their lives, you can see that they were not perfect. You know, some of these people were very flawed individuals mm-hmm. and did some pretty bad things in life, and yet they're mentioned in Scripture for eternity as being people of faith, which is incredible. So how did they do it? Well, they all have one thing in common. They chose to believe in God no matter what the circumstances that came into their lives. And my husband used to wisely say, believe your beliefs and doubt your doubts. And yet, so how many times am I so eager to believe my doubts and doubt my beliefs? I know my beliefs. I, you know, yeah, but well, maybe not. Wait, are, are you sure, God? Are you sure? My pastor just told us there are over 3,000 promises in Scripture that God gives to us. And when we get into this battle for our faith, I encourage you to go Google it. What are the promises that God has said to us in Scripture? 3,000 of them. Those are our beliefs. Believe your beliefs and doubt your doubts. Because There's nothing more that the evil one wants to do than to come in and make us just so flustered with our lives, with this scary thing called widowhood, with single parenting, all those things that are so overwhelming. And yet God is saying, hey, you know, I'm here. You can trust me. I love the encouragement that we get in Hebrews 13, 7 that we can pick a person of great faith and really look into their lives. And I know that they're not perfect, but I'm sure that they've had setback and loss in their own lives. But they kept their eyes on God and didn't waver in what they knew to be true about Him. He is good, and He is faithful, and we can trust Him. I just recently saw a clip of Billy Graham and I don't know how, what everybody thinks of Billy Graham, but I believe him to be a man of God. And sometimes I will go and look for his quotes. Um, you know, one of his quotes that I absolutely love, he says, one day you're going to hear that I'm dead. And he says, don't believe it. I will be more alive than I've ever been. And I just love that, that, that faith, that perspective of, mm-hmm. This life is not our home. This is not where we're meant to be. There's something greater ahead of us. And yet we can get so focused on this life because it's a drag (laughs) and it's heavy and it's full of burdens and it's there's just so much of it. But when we keep our eyes on the Lord, there's so much faith and so much peace and and even a vision of a future that He provides for us. A great way to experience this in your own life is to keep a journal. And that's why we are asking you to journal in this book. Write down those things you are asking God for. And remember to come back and write down how He answered your prayers. This is important because a lot of times we will forget, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, that was amazing how God answered that. Mm -hmm. You will find 
that God is more than faithful and trusting Him with your life isn't as tough as you imagined. Let me pray for us today. Lord, help us to follow the examples of those who have gone before us and had great faith in you. Personally, show us tangibly this week that you are faithful in our own lives. I pray these things in your name. Amen. It was so good. So good to be reminded of those that have gone before. I love Hebrews. I love that portion of Scripture, how we can look to them and God honored them because of their faith. And, you know, and then there in Hebrews 12, it says to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Mm. You know, run our race where each one, you know, our, we each one have a race to run Mm -hmm. (laughs) in our faith with the Lord. And we don't know what's going to be on, um, you know, in our race. And sometimes it's hard places. And um, and yet, I know myself, it's in these hard places that we walk through that my faith grows stronger and stronger and stronger than it was before. Right. So, wow. Love this this thought on faith and how important it is. I mean... It's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable to be a widow. But just think about working out, you know. In order for you to gain muscle, you have to break it down by lifting something heavy. And it's painful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I'd much rather take the easy route and not lift anything heavy (laughs) and have (laughs) flabby muscles. However, you know, we need muscle, good muscle structure to keep us going. Mm-hmm. And we, as widows, have our faith muscle tested. But you have to just look at it like that. Like, it's a good thing mm-hmm. that because of this breaking and this tearing down, we are gaining muscle and strength mm-hmm. and muscle memory to remember how good and faithful right. God is has been to us and will be to us in the future and choosing to continue to keep, to keep the faith and trust in him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while we're broken, it's, it's a beautifully broken thing. Yeah. So, and he's trusted us with it. Yeah. You know, he knew this was coming. And I think many times you can look back, um, how that, when something happens, you can look back and you can see how God was preparing you, perhaps maybe through some devotionals you were reading, or maybe some studying in a portion of scripture, or in some teaching that you were giving. I can remember back when we um, walked through the death of uh, a Pam, mm. and uh, my sweet um, daughter-in-love, and um, Lori's sister-in-love, and that was hard. And I had, this is where we can help each other. I had been teaching. And I had been teaching, I think, in First Peter. And I had some women, some younger gals who were in my class, mm-hmm. wrote out from their notes, like through the weeks ahead, way ahead, because this was the sudden death, 
and um, things that I had taught and said that I had no idea because I was in complete fog at that point with that death. But they wrote them out, put them on a card, and then they came over and just to hug and, and to sit with me. And they left me with those words. Note cards of words you had said previous to her death. Right, that mm-hmm. I had been teaching in my class. But, you know, this is why it's so important. Really, friends are important. Yeah. And, um, and also that we are in the Word, because we never know when that is the Word that God was going to use mm. to give us some strength so important. to carry on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having the right friends around you. Yes, it's so important. Is, you know, mm-hmm. that bad company corrupts good morals. Well, and is, as a friend, and maybe your friend walks into some kind of a grief, Maybe think about something that you could share with her that you've heard her say or that was an encouragement to you. Put in a little card. Mm. Tell her you're praying for her, but, you know, this has really meant a lot to you, something she had said or mm. done, and send it to, to a grieving person. That's can be an encouragement. Idea. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. Encouraged by your own words. <laughs> and they're not your own words. They're you got not, them from but they're... Scripture, they're but- but yeah. when you're in grief, you're not going to be thinking about what did I say two weeks ago. Exactly. <laughs> no, for sure. Mm-hmm. So in our journaling prompt that we're asking you to write about, we um, asked, who in your own life do you admire their steadfast Christian walk? What habits and characteristics do they exemplify that you can model in your own life? Write down these traits that you admire and then pray if you should maybe ask them to mentor you. Or if you have no one to think of, pray that God would bring somebody along in your life who could help you grow in in the faith. Um, You know, I think being part of a local church is so important um, because that's where typically you're going to meet these people of great faith. And, um, you know, maybe maybe you're intimidated by asking them to mentor you, but what if you just ask them for coffee? Right. Something like that where you could just pick their brain like how did you how did you do it? Mm-hmm. And um you know, God's going to lead you, you in sure this, will. but get yourself somebody that you can really That's look right. up to mm-hmm. and imitate their faith because, mm-hmm. you know, he's not God's not asking us to reinvent the wheel. Right. <laughs> it's already been there it's and done there. that and people have had great faith in God before mm-hmm. us. So all we have to do is examine our lives, find people and mm-hmm. traits that we really admire, and then figure out how we can apply those to our own lives today. Right. So, so hey, good. we are so glad that you joined us today. Yes. And um, we will be back next week mm-hmm. for another episode of Beautifully Broken as we wrap up our book, Surviving Widowhood. Right. And if you are interested in our book, you can find it wherever books are sold. Um, hey, we appreciate those who give us a, a rating or review yes. either on this mm-hmm. podcast or on our books. Wow, we just say thank you. Okay, sure it means do. so much. So yeah. anyways, have a good week and we'll see Great. you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.